I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. For those of you who don't know, Songtown is a worldwide community of songwriters that believe in writing a better song as the way to success in the music business. I'm glad you've joined us. Uh, Today we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about how to be a good co-writer by learning how some bad co-writers did it. So I'm going to be telling you some funny stories from my career um, and my co-writes, and uh, hopefully you'll learn some things about how to be a better collaborator by hearing some uh, mess-up stories of my own and of co-writers that I've worked with. So uh, we'll get into that in just a bit. First of all, I want to play you a song, though, that was recorded by Jared Hicks, a Songtown member for a long time, and he's got 200,000 streams on this song. Uh, It's called Carhartt Coat, and uh, here it is. Got a zipper like most of them do Come winter time is my old go-to Hand-me-down didn't cost me a dime The kind of fit you get money came by It was hanging in the closet When the good Lord called him on Now it takes me back when I Put it on to the smell of palm lights. It's worn out two tone Chevy, buck pocket knives. It always takes me someplace I know. Zip just ain't any old car, huh? Go. Put it on, it's like a time machine Gets me to thinking about him and me Still talk to him now and then when I pray Got me through some pretty rough days When the snow starts flying It always keeps me warm Back on that gravel Headed to the farm And the smell of palm All Black coffee in the thermos And the springtime crappy back It always takes me someplace I know Cause it just ain't any old car hard coat Like is wrapping around me And I smell those palm all right Everything's alright Like he's looking down, showing me the ropes 
just a day in any old Colorado. It always takes me someplace I know. Just a day in any old Colorado. Hope you enjoyed that. I love that song. I think he just killed that. And uh, just the pictures and the emotion in that. uh, Very moving to me. So I hope you enjoyed it. Now we're going to get into our topic of how to be a good co-writer by learning from bad co-writing experiences. So the first story I want to tell you is uh, a co-writer one time. There was three of us in the room. Two of us uh, were working really, really hard to try to come up with lines that worked in our song. And the third person, all he did literally for hours was say, I think we can beat that. And the other writer and I are like sweating bullets trying to come up with with something that this guy's going to like. And he didn't like anything, but he didn't have anything to say other than I think we can beat that. And finally, this was early in my writing career. I would handle it differently now. But finally, I just said, you know what? Then beat it. And I said, I'll type it in. You tell me what it needs to be, and uh, we'll put it down. And, And he said, well, you don't have to get mad. And I said, I'm not mad. I'm tired. I'm frustrated. And you haven't offered anything but criticism of everything we've said all day. So you just tell me how, you know, what it should be. And he packed up his stuff and left. Obviously, a bad co-writing experience. What can we learn from that? Well, the first thing we can learn is don't be the person that says we can beat that with no suggestion for something better. So when I'm in a co-write, I always try to be, uh, if, if I'm going to say I don't really think that works I at least say, I think we need something like this, or I think we need to to say this kind of thing. So make sure that you're not just critiquing the other people all day long instead of offering something positive and constructive. On the flip side of that, don't be the person that just kind of calls the other person out in the co-write and um, causes a scene where, where the other person wants to leave. What I should have done was uh, I should have just said early in the game when he was doing that, I should have said, hey, it's frustrating when when you don't have any solutions, but you keep pointing out that what's wrong. You know, can can we find a different way to work? And I should have just had a conversation like that about, you know, what what we can do and why this situation is frustrating me. Lots of lots of things that I learned from that experience. Um, Another story is I was in a co-write one time with someone I had never met. And we were writing a song about a woman who uh, feels trapped in her life. And uh, I threw out some line about uh, Cinderella going to the ball. She feels like Cinderella going to the ball. And my co-writer screamed and covered her ears. I mean, like blood-curdling scream and covered her ears. And she hissed at me, never say that word again in my presence. And I was kind of backed up and I'm like, what word? I didn't even know what I had said that 
upset her so much. And, and she said, I'm not going to say it. And she still had her hands over her ears. And, and I said, I'm sorry. I don't understand what's going on here. You know, was it the word Cinderella that, and she interrupted me and screamed again. And I said, okay, you're going to have to help me understand what's going on here. Cause I don't, I don't know what's going on. And, and she said, that word has oppressed women for years and you will not use it in my presence. And again, being a uh, young and immature co-writer, I said, well, can you give me a list of other words I can't say? Cause I don't like being screamed at. And she said, you know, you don't have to be a smart aleck. And I said, I'm not being a smart aleck, but I'm not going to do this if this is the way we're going to work. And I said, you could have just told me in a you know kind, calm way that you don't like that word. And she went into a lecture and started telling me what a, um, like a, you know, that I hated women. I was oppressing women. I was part of the problem. And so in my youthful immaturity, I just began repeating the word Cinderella, Cinderella, Cinderella over and over and over. And she packed up her stuff and left screaming with her hands over her ears. And my publisher came in and said, can you tell me what went on here? And I, I told him, and he's like, wow, that's one of the craziest things I ever heard. But what can we learn from this crazy experience? Again, I should have communicated better instead of being a jerk and uh, just repeating the word Cinderella to her. But on the flip side of that, if there's things that you won't say or won't talk about, I suggest that you prepare in advance how you're going to communicate those things to your co-writers so that you can, you know, do them calmly. And so, so for instance, I've written with people who said, you know what, I've been cheated on, my last boyfriend cheated on me, and I'm just not going to write a cheating song because I don't want to hear a cheating song, I don't want to be a part of it, and that's cool. You know, I can, I can get that. Or, you know, there's people that are, they, they don't want to write about drinking or, or being drunk or those kind of things, and that's all fine and good because you shouldn't have to write something that goes against your values, but at the same time, you have to be conscious of collaboration is a two-way street and and if I'm in this collaboration with someone else I've got to also respect their wants and their needs and I've got to be able to communicate the kinds of things I don't want to do without screaming and lecturing and all that kind of thing all right our next tip for being a good co-writer and by the way all these are coming from uh, the Songwriter's Guide to Mastering Co-Writing that I wrote with Clay Mills, my Songtown co-founder and author Bill O'Hanlon. So uh, you can check that out at book, on BookBaby or on Amazon if you're interested in, in that book on learning more about co-writing. Um, another tip for co-writing is be conscious of not taking other people's titles. So like if we're in a co-write and we're throwing out titles I recommend not even writing those titles down because you don't want to ever like later on find that piece of paper and forget that that was someone else's title that they threw out in the room. So I don't write down the titles that people are throwing out. You know, we just talk about them and then we pick one and we write it. And then when when that co-write is over, if somebody threw out an idea that I really like, 
I can go to them and say, hey, would you be interested in writing that title with me later? Because I really loved it. But I'm not free to take that title and go write it with someone else. So unused lines and titles from a song shouldn't be taken by anyone other than who said them. You know, so if I throw out an idea, you shouldn't go write my idea uh, with someone else. That's a being a bad collaborator. Uh, another point is don't get in the way of the flow. If things are moving along with a song, and and I have several co-writers that do this, and I've counseled a lot of people in Songtown about this, if you're the type of personality that likes to make everything perfect as you go, you've got to be super, super conscious of the fact that that can really get in the way of creative flow. So if the song's going along really well, things are coming out fast with people, and you stop to talk about, well, should that be a but or an and right there? And you spend 20 minutes on that. The creative flow might be gone when you, when you try to get it back. So what I recommend is if you're that kind of person, if you're a detail person, pay attention in the co-write that if things are moving along really well, let them move along really well, and then later go to the song. Like when you get home, pull out the lyric, if that's what you're worried about, and go through it with a fine-tooth comb and write down every single thing that you think needs to be changed or improved. And then just email your co-writers and say, hey, I spent some time with this tonight. Uh, What do you think about these changes? That's a much better way to handle it than busting the groove in the room. And again, you know, if you can communicate up front with your co-writers, you know, here's how I like to work. I tend to be a detailed person. So I'm going to try to stay out of the way if things are flowing. Uh, But do you mind if I spend some time with the song later and then, shoot you some ideas in an email i would doubt i doubt that anybody would say no to that request because people are always interested in making the song better and if you're going to spend extra time on it that's that's an extra contribution you're making to the group so that's an awesome thing but just be conscious of what you're doing and how it affects the room so that you don't bust the groove if uh, things are going really well in the room all right this next one is one i'm passionate about And that is, give everybody in the room equal credit. I know in some places they like to debate, you know, you contributed this much, I contributed this much, so we ought to do percentages this way. My philosophy is everybody in the room contributed to what the final outcome was on that song. And so somebody throwing out a bad line might have led us to the good line. Well, do they get credit for that or Or do I get credit because I threw out the good line that it prompted? You know, to me, there's no way to figure that out. So my recommendation is everybody in the room gets equal credit. That's a great thing to talk about at the beginning of every co-write. Just if you've never written with someone, just say, hey, here's how I like to work. You know, I like to do equal splits with everybody in the room. We don't worry about who's contributing more and that kind of thing. And that conversation up front can save you a lot of headache on the back end. I also recommend at the end of the co-write getting a split sheet that everybody fills out so that you kind of have everybody in agreement of like, yeah, here's what we agreed on. In certain circumstances, I've done, um, you know, splits that weren't equal when, you know, but it's always been when the other person came and said, hey, you know what, I think, you know, the two of you wrote most of the song. Why don't you just give me 10% and you guys take the rest you know so 
think about that and and how you want to work. But my recommendation is if you want to be a, a good and popular co-writer is to do equal splits. Another tip on how to be a good co-writer by not being a bad co-writer is don't insist on your way. You know, I've written with some people who they only liked their lines. And I felt like I was a cheerleader all day long. All day long I was just going, yeah, that's great, that's great. What do you think about this? Oh, no, okay, you like your line better. You know, and that that's not a good collaboration. That's that's a, a someone writing a song with an audience that, you know, they want them to cheer for them. So, you know, be willing to have nothing sacred, you know. So let's say you throw out a great line and it works in the beginning. And then the song takes a different direction and your co-writer suggests taking out your great line. That can hurt, but you got to kill your darlings. You got to you got to be willing to say, "Okay, I'm not gonna let my ego or my my pride get in the way of this song being great." So don't insist on your way. You know, be very open to the other people in the room and their ideas and all that kind of thing. And that's going to help you be um, a good collaborator. Another tip, and I know I'm giving you a lot to think about, but another tip is whenever possible, give your co-writers credit. You know, if, if you're doing a show and you're playing that song, give them a shout out from the stage, even if they're not there, just honoring the fact that you know, I didn't write this song by myself. I, I wrote this song with these other people. Is helpful to those people, you know, and, and word gets around, oh, I heard this great song that so-and-so wrote with so-and-so. And, you know, if I get if I just get up there and I say, okay, this is one I wrote, and I don't give credit to my co-writers, I'm kind of like stealing all the glory for myself instead of sharing it uh, with, with the other people in the room. Um, and, the, and the last tip I want to talk about in, in co-writing uh, is understand what everybody's goals are that are in the room. So if we're in there, you know, if I'm in the room writing with Garth Brooks, my goal is to write a song that Garth Brooks will record. And Garth Brooks's goal is for us to write a song that he can record. If Garth Brooks comes into the room and and he goes, here's an idea that I would love for us to pitch to, to write and then to pitch to Carrie Underwood, I go, huh, that wasn't why I showed up today to write with Garth Brooks. You know, we might get a Carrie Underwood cut, but we got a lot better chance if we write a song that Garth could cut and, and it's written with Garth. So, you know, let your co-writers know, for instance, if you're not able to pay for a demo and you know that everybody in the room is writing to try to have a song that can be pitched to artists, you need to let them know up front. So you don't want to spring it on them at the end. Oh, by the way, it was a great song we wrote, but I can't afford to do anything with it. Um, if you let them know up front, then you know maybe you can have the conversation of like, well, here, you know, I could afford this kind of demo. I could chip in this, or maybe next month I could contribute to a demo. And, you know, all those kind of conversations are better to happen up front than uh, to surprise your co-writers on the end, at the end with it. Another, you know, another way you, that can happen is, you know, let's say I, I'm going to put out my own independent album and I come in to write with people and they are thinking we're going to write for uh, to pitch to big artists that day. 
And I kind of selfishly say, well, I wanted to write this song for me. Well, they may not want to do that because they're not going to make any money on a song that I put out independently because, you know, I'm not a big artist. So just be, be conscious of why the people are coming to write with you that day and what their goals are. And if you don't know what their goals are, ask them so that you can be on the same page and everybody can kind of get everything lined up uh, and you're all working toward the same goal and you're working towards something that you can do. You know, So if you write a great song, you're able to get it demoed. Um, and just have those conversations up front. You know, If you sum up all the things we've been talking about, it's all about communication and it's, it's all about early communication, communicating things up front about how you like to work and how, you know, what, what gets you into your best self as a writer. Um, and so, you know, I tell people I write better in the morning. We can schedule an afternoon appointment, but I write better in the morning when I'm, you know, rested and fresh. Um, and I just let people know that up front. I let people know up front. I'm primarily a lyricist. So if, you're a lyricist and you're coming to me and I'm a lyricist, we're probably going to struggle melodically. We might ought to pull somebody in. And so the more you can communicate, here's who I am, here's how I like to work, here's how I do business, all those kind of, those conversations are going to lead you to better collaborations because you're going to get everybody on the same page and you're going to be able to um, work toward common goals because you, you've had these conversations, you you're all going the same place. Uh, you all understand how each other likes to work, and you can dive right in there and have a great collaboration. So I hope some of those tips have helped. I hope you've enjoyed my, my wacky stories and failures as a co-writer. And if you haven't already, we hope you'll check us out at songtown.com. Uh, you can go to the website and find out what we're all about. Uh, and give us your email you get 10 free videos to give you a sample we have over 700 hours of video uh, on the website for every topic imaginable about songwriting and the music business and we'd love to have you a part of our community uh, we've have prime almost 6,000 now uh, people around the world who've taken our classes or been members of songtown so uh, Check us out. Hope you can join us. And if not, we'll see you next time on Songtown on Songwriting.